Happy Easter, and welcome to Springfield Church of the Brethren's worship for April 12th, Easter. We're so happy to have you here today. We are recording this on April the 8th, so there's always a chance that announcements or other information have changed since then. If you'd like any more information on the church, check us out on Facebook. There are two pages. Look for the one that has the updated information. You can also check us out at our website at springfield-cob.com. A couple announcements. Hopefully, most of you joined us for our love feast on Thursday evening. Thank you so much for doing so. I'm in the process of planning for that right now, and I'm so excited for it. We are also continuing in our study of Esther on Tuesday nights. We had, I think, 13 or 14 people this last week. We had a great time. Honestly, it's just good to see everyone and to talk to everyone. We will be picking up with Esther's chapters 7 and 8 next week. If you haven't joined us before, that's okay. We would love to have you anyway. Esther's a short book. You can catch up on the reading. Today, we will again have Bev Bridger joining us and providing some music. She'll be playing Christ Alone by Robert Lowry and Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Both of these were arranged by James Quartz. We are also being joined today by Janice Myler. We're really happy to have her. She will be playing Jesus by Chris Tomlin and We Believe by the Newsboys. And as always, a special thanks to Christopher and Becky Klein, who continue to be a huge support in getting this worship ready for you every week. He is risen, risen indeed. Please join in me in this time of worship.
you'll pray with me. Savior who knows our every want and every need, we welcome this dawn of a new world and a new life. You came and showed us the way to the kingdom of heaven, to God, our creator. You removed all things that keep us from entering its gates, even death. Work in our hearts. Help us to defeat those things that we place in front of ourselves and in front of others that keep us from the kingdom. Help us to live the meaning of your will be done. We come to worship you on this most holy of days when you took to yourself all of our failings and made them as dust in the wind. We can never sing your praise long or loud enough. Thank you. Thank you. We may be celebrating in freedom found in you, but many of our brothers and sisters still find themselves in the darkness of Holy Saturday. Please continue to walk with them. Even as we celebrate the dawn of the new era, let us not forget that some cannot yet go and experience the sunrise. They cannot yet celebrate with friends and family. Please keep those safe who continue to care for our communities in the many jobs that allow us to live even when the world is tumultuous. Please keep your hands of rest and comfort on them, their families, and on those who need it in these days. We lift up those people, and as well as those in our hearts whom we worry for and we celebrate with, we lift them to you. In the name of the Son, who conquered even death, amen. desperation when all we know is doubt and fear there is only one foundation we believe we believe we believe in God the Father we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and he's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and he's coming back again. We believe. So, let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations We believe We believe We believe in God the Father
We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And he's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again. Let the lost be found and the dead be raised in the here and now. Let love invade, let the church live loud. Our God will say, we believe, we believe. And the gates of hell will not prevail. For the power of God has torn the veil. And we know your love will never fail. We believe, we believe. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. We believe. We believe. Matthew 28, 1-10 After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guard shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know you are here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. And he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came to him, took a hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. We are blessed, for he is risen.
petrichor. It comes from the Greek words petra, meaning stone, and ichor, which is the blood of the gods. You could translate it as the sacred blood of the rock. You've come in contact with it before. I'm sure you have, you may not realize it. It's what happens when geosmin is mixed with plant oils and ozone and knocked into the air by rain. That's right, it's actually the smell of fresh rain. That's what petrichor means. I imagine the smell drifting through the air as, as the women are working their way to the tomb in which Jesus was laid. A smell that we associate with freshness, with new life, cruelly mocking the situation and the heartbreaking task that they are on their way to undertake. We sing songs about their walk through the garden to the tomb. Just imagine their emotions, though. I'm sure they weren't really paying attention to the sacred blood of the rock because they were going to go see the sacred blood on the stone. Matthew tells us that as they approached the tomb, they found it covered by a large stone and guards keeping watch over it. The temple priests, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Romans, they all wanted to make sure that nobody was going to steal the body of this imposter, as they thought of Jesus. He had said he would be resurrected, and they wanted to make sure that no one would make that claim. So Pilate had sent his guards to watch over the tomb. They sat there for an entire day. The tomb, Jesus went into the tomb on Friday, and after all, nothing could be done on Saturday. That's the Sabbath, and preparing a body is considered work. So they watched a stone for a day until finally these two women had come there to visit Jesus's body. We don't actually know exactly why, according to Matthew, that they, they went to visit Jesus. Both Mark and Luke tell us they were there to do the preparation for the body, the next step. That would have meant they would have had to uncover Jesus, to rub oils and incense into his skin, and then to bandage his arms and hands together and his feet together, and then wrap him all in linen. Then they would have reshut the tomb and left it there closed for a year until somebody came and opened it up to collect Jesus's bones and put it in a box called an ossuary. That's what they expected to happen. But then existence, as everyone knew it, was about to be turned on its ear. The ground around the tomb starts to shake. The women, the guards, are being shifted. They're being rocked. And for the second time in three days, the earth quakes beneath the happenings of the holy. And an Agalaos, a messenger of God, descends from the heavens and shifts the stone out of the way. An angel who looks like lightning in the shape of a human clothed in pure white. So terrifying is this being that the guards fall to the ground in a faint. But somehow the women still stand. Perhaps they're, they're being fortified by the divine. 
or simply they're just made of stronger stuff than these guards. Or maybe it's they've had such a terrible 72 hours emotionally, they just don't have enough emotional energy to do anything. Maybe all of the above. But now it's just them too, and open tune, and this being of unimaginable powers. The being looks to them, and he says, this is how Eugene Peterson translated it. There's nothing to fear here. I know you are looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. He's not here. He was raised just as he said. Come, look at the place where he was laid. Now go, get on quickly. Go tell his disciples. Here's the message. He is risen from the dead. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. So the Marys turn and run to where the disciples are holed up. They, they apparently actually never go into the tomb here and look. They just run. Matthew tells us they run in joy and fear. What is it they fear? Do they, they think that maybe it really is a setup? Jesus hasn't been resurrected that his body has been stolen and they're fearful of what was happening? Are they afraid because the guards may wake up at any time and blame them for being the perpetrators of some hopes? Are they simply afraid because they just saw an angel? We don't know. But they're running, running through the garden. And then he appears. Jesus in the flesh. He calls out to them, Karate, a word that we often say is greetings, but it also means to rejoice. It's a greetings of great happiness. He is happy to see them. They stop running and they go to him. Perhaps their, their brains are fighting with their hearts. Jesus is dead, right? How, how can he be standing in front of us? Is it like when you lose a loved one, sometimes you think you see them. No, no, he's still here. This doesn't make any sense. Nobody comes back from the dead. I mean, Lazarus did, but that was different. Jesus raised him from the dead. You can't raise yourself, right? Still, they go to him. They go, they get on the ground, they reach out, and they grab his feet. I imagine their first thought was, it's warm. It's really him. He's here. They're there worshiping him, and I'm sure crying. Jesus comforts them, reminds them there's nothing to fear, and repeats to them the message that he wants to make sure the 11 gets. The tomb. The tomb in the rock. It's empty. The Petrichor's promise of new life wasn't a mock. It was true. Not only is our world smelling fresh, it is refreshed. The reign of death has been ended and everlasting life in the Holy One has been guaranteed. I know it feels like ages especially considering these last few weeks. 
not that long ago. It really wasn't about four months. On December 1st, we read from Isaiah 2. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes between the peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against the nation, nor will they train for war anymore. That's where we started this season, this time as we prepared for the coming of Jesus. About a month later was when we, we first read Jesus' name as the angel came to Joseph and told him of the impending birth. I believe it was on December 22nd that we read that. A little bit later, we started the journey with Jesus towards Jerusalem through his ministry when he was being baptized. That ministry we have followed all the way now through his death and into the resurrection. Such a short time, just four months, yet it feels like an age. Whether we've gone through his ministry in just three months or like the disciples, we follow him for three years. It isn't really that much time, even if it may feel like it. But it's not quite over yet. Actually, it's not quite over by a long shot. There's one more story that Matthew needs to make sure he tells us. John starts at verse 16 and goes through 20 and ends his book. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, of all peoples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus isn't dead. He is risen, risen indeed. The story doesn't stop with Jesus in the tomb. It doesn't stop with Matthew 28, 20, that last verse. The story transcends time. It transcends death. It reaches forward into our era to become our story. Ones that we are characters in as well. So now we get to encounter the tomb and find it empty. We get to run from it to deliver the good news, the gospel of the resurrection. Let us, as we do it, keep our eyes firmly on the risen Christ who greets us in joy, our mouths moving with the words they were taught, our hands busy continuing the work that they were given, and our noses full of the smell of the promise of new life.
He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hosanna, hallelujah, and amen. Blessings on all of you. There is a truth older than the ages. There is a promise of things yet to come. There is one born for our salvation, Jesus. There is a light that overwhelms the darkness. There is a kingdom that forever reigns. There is freedom from the chains that bind us. Jesus, Jesus, who walks on the waters, who speaks to the sea, who stands in the fire beside me. He roars like a lion, he bled like a lamb, he carries my healing in his song that comforts in the night. There is a voice that calms a storm that rages. He is Jesus, Jesus, who walks on the waters, who speaks to the sea, who stands in the fire beside me.
As you greet this new era, this new life in Christ, this resurrected Christ, may your hearts be filled with the love of God. May you see new life in everything and everyone. And may the gospel sing in your heart. Amen.